We're sorry, your call cannot be completed as dialed or the number has been disconnected. You've opened the door to the janitor's domain, a room closet full of wonders. Beyond the plunges, rooms, and unknown items of disgust are memories of the past. The memories you're about to hear are not for the faint of heart. The memories are meant for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. Prepare yourself for tales from the janitor. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Once we get this old paint off you and put some fresh paint on, People will want to move back. No one around here knows the stories about your past. Oh, but soon they will. Oh, <laughs> hello. Uh, I, I'm surprised you made it here. I don't know how much you know about Dudley Town, but legend has it that a curse was placed upon this former town a century ago. It turned into a place where people either committed suicide or, uh, <laughs> went insane. <laughs> uh, uh, Abandoned in the 1800s, it's now really hard to find information about it. You know, this area really isn't open to the public. This town has been closed off since the 1980s. Should I even ask how you got here? <laughs> uh, never mind, I don't need to know. There are some things best left to the imagination. This town was settled back in the early 1740s. As is true for most towns, it started off as a small farming town, when in fact, it wasn't ideal for farming at all. They say the town was put under a curse when Henry VIII beheaded Edmund Dudley for treason. This curse followed the family across the Atlantic here. But I know that you're not here to listen to me tell you historical events of a town that, that has a population of zero. <laughs> uh, you've come here to hear the tales of this Yankee Doodle state. I mean... If you wanted to know more information, you could just go to the oldest public library in the state. I believe you might have heard of this story before, no? Sometimes, you'll want to start with something familiar. <laughs> How much further? What a... What do you mean? I mean, are we almost there yet? What? You want to stop? No, I'm not saying that. Why don't we take a break? I wouldn't slow you down. You go ahead. I'll catch up in a few minutes. It's, it's okay. I can wait a bit. Joe, please. It's your workout. Go. I'll meet you up at the point. You're, you're out of shape, cheerleader. <laughs> oh, yeah? Let's see you do backflips and land in the splits then. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let you So, on to the point. To the point. So, on to the point. You got it. See you there. 
Maybe I am out of shape. Coach never made us run this much. Hello? Is someone there? Joe? If you're trying to scare me, I'm gonna kill you. Joe? Let's go skip rocks across the river. Um, what's that guy doing? It looks like he's throwing something into the water. Is it just me, or does he look like he's got a pig's head? Wait, that's a woman. That pig is throwing a woman into the water. Hey, pig! Stop what you're doing! He just threw her into the water! Tom, go get the police. What are you going to do? I'm going to go downstream and see if I can save that woman. Okay, well, hurry up! The story started in the 1970s about a group of teenagers who saw a man wearing a pig's face drowning a woman. No traces of the pig man or a woman in the river have ever been found. The police searched the area, but still no evidence was ever located. But that's enough for now. We're off to Monroe, to an old woman's home. And she has quite the story to tell. <laughs> oh. Mrs. RV? Are you okay? Oh. 
Mrs. Ovi, could I gain entry into your humble household? You may emerge into the threshold. This snowfall is terrible. How are you performing this current astronomical day, Mrs. Ovi? I'm tired and decrepit. The spirits of the great beyond are calling me to God's estate. Oh, come on now, don't assert that. I need to disclose my existence to you. Can this not wait until after the blizzard? Do you have a family I can advise? No ancestors are coming for me, I fear. But what, what about the Reverend? Can I get the Reverend? Uh, no time, Nathaniel. I need to express myself to you. Tell me what you need to tell me then. I must not be buried until after sundown. Do you understand? Are you sure I should be the one taking your request? Nathaniel, you need to listen carefully. I'm sorry, Miss Ovi. Please continue. There must be ample bearers to carry me to my gravesite. Mrs. Ovi, your time is not near the finale. Let me come back with the Reverend. My wishes must be followed, or trouble and vexation shall fall upon you. I will return tomorrow with the Reverend. The neighbor came back the next morning as promised, and found Mrs. Hovey lying on the floor. They prepped the body, and in the following days, they took her to the cemetery for the burial. Remember the custom to carry her feet first out the door. Reverend, tell me again why we must carry the dead feet first out the door. It is because we come into this world head first, and it is tradition to leave this world the opposite the way we came in. If a person is taken through the door head first, then the spirit would entice our souls to follow the deceased into the grave. Reverend, I don't think we can carry her through the snow. We should put her on a sled. Her request was to carry to her gravesite. She was firm about that. It would be too tiring to catch her. I'd agree. We should put her on a sled. She said that if her wishes weren't followed, that trouble would fall upon us. Do you regard that old witch's words? She has elapsed. What would it matter? They are right, Nathaniel. The snow is too thick, and carrying her would be too troublesome. Her last wishes were... I'm putting her on a sled. This is so much easier. Do you observe? The horse is even struggling. I still think it would have been better if we carried her like her wishes stated. Great. Now we have to start all over again. Come on, let's go retrieve her. Dearest Heavenly Father, please allow us to deliver this woman to her earthly grave. Let us deliver this woman to you, Almighty Lord. 
Let's put her back on the sled. Might be a good idea to put some chains around it, too. I can squat on it. Nathaniel, you should be seated on it as well. Reverend, this is proper for us to perch on our coffin as such. The Lord, I'm sure, will understand the latitude of this troublesome journey. I hope you are correct, Reverend. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world, and he that keeps his commandments dwells in him, and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in, is by the spirit which he has given us. When I kept silence, my bones grew old through my roaring all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer. Maybe the witch is putting a curse on us. Agreed. The witch is cursing us from the dead. We should carry her the rest of the way, as she requested. Uh, I don't know where the feet are. Uh, I don't remember either. Reverend, do you remember? Let the Lord guide us. This end seems the heaviest, so this must be her feet. The Lord has given us his wisdom. Let's finish this task. We are here. The Lord has given us the strength to lay this woman to her final earthly resting place. I said in my heart, God will judge the righteous and the wicked, for there is a time for every matter and for every work. I said in my heart with regard to the children of man that God is testing them that they may see that they themselves are but beasts. For what happens to the children of men and what happens to the beasts is the same. As one dies, so dies the other. They all have the same breath. And man has no advantage over the beasts and all is vanity. All go to one place, all are from the dust, and to dust all shall return. Who knows whether the spirit of man goes upward and spirit of beast goes down into the earth? So I saw that there is nothing better than that a man should rejoice in his work, for that is his lot. Who can bring him? to see what will be after him. So saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. I am indebted to you all for resisting with this troubling ordeal. She was my neighbor. It was the least I could have done. I just knew her as the old witch.
see. The celestial sphere is ablaze. That's Mrs. Arby's house. How did the devouring elements start on her house? Should we get some hands to try to put it out? Who would help us? Let it burn. Let it all burn. Let it scorch the earth. They say that that house burned for days, and no one would even try to extinguish it. The tales of the Wicked Witch of Monroe have long endured time. Her gravestone is always kept clean and is draped with flowers year-round as the locals don't wish to be cursed. It almost looks out of place as the other stones are worn or broken, but hers still stand strong. If you were passing by, this graveyard would look no different than any other one if it weren't for the grave of Mrs. Hannah Crana Hovey. I just wouldn't recommend going near her gravestone after dark because it'll cause your car to lose control and crash right into her gravestone, which is located just next to the road. Other stories have her as a ghost with her hand out, as if she was almost begging. <laughs> if you do visit Hannah's graveside, make sure you leave her a token, or else you might just face some ill will. Our next story takes us to Salem. <laughs> a place that has a very unique home. You know your mother means to feast with me, and calls herself revenge, and thinks me mad. Hark, villains, I will grind your bones to dust, and with your blood and dates I'll make a paste, and of paste a coffin I will rear, and make two pasties of your shameful heads, and bid that strumpet your unhallowed dam, like to the earth, swallow her own increase. Do you really have to spend every day with reading Shakespeare? We must continue our learning, even if it's winter. Even when we're moving a house across the lake, son. Why are we moving the house again? So your dad and I can look at the sunset from the porch. Why didn't you just turn the house around? Son, the trees would block the view, and here we can see clearly. We wanted the perfect view, and now it'd be on the other side of the lake. Why didn't you just build on the other side in the first place, then? Because we didn't realize until after we built the house what view we were missing. What about the animals? I think the animals will like the new area. More space to roam around. The dogs would like the new smells too. What about the cat? Didn't the cat go away? The cat came back the very next day. The cat came back? You thought he was a goner. But the cat came back. Ah, he just couldn't stay away. What if we gave it to a man going out west? That, I don't want to get rid of the cat. <laughs> oh, honey. You know the cat would come back the very next day. Let's get this building moving. Do you think the lake is frozen enough? Should be. Looks to be a good foot thick. I'll go hook up the horses, then. Remember, we need to move slowly. We need time to move the logs as well. I'll guide the horses and let you strong men move the wood. I wouldn't want you to get bored, dear. You really went out on a limb for that one, Dad. 
Well, we all know that women are the root of every problem. I think it would be wise if we branch off into actually doing some work now. Yes. Playtime is over. Finish hooking up the horses. Anthony, get on the other side along with Jonathan. Let's see if we can get the house at least to the middle of the lake today. We're all set over here. I'm good on my side. Moving out. We're all set. Remember, over here. Very slowly. Just keep them moving forward, slowly but surely. Maybe we should have unloaded house first. I'm not moving that piano anymore. I've moved it once, and that was enough. Come on, let's keep moving. All right, one log is free. Anthony, grab your side and lift. Come my way, and we'll drop it at the front. By the time you put that one down, the next one will be ready. That's the plan to keep it moving. The horses keep slipping on the ice. They'll be fine once they get into a rhythm. Jonathan, get ready to grab the next log. I'm not moving it by myself. Anthony, go help your brother. Two logs in a row? Jonathan and I will grab the next one. Ah, I think we're almost near the halfway point now. Moving faster than I thought we would. Yes, but the horses need a break, though. All right, let's stop for the night. Are we going to sleep in the house? I'm not sleeping in the house. That won't be needed. Mrs. Green has set up room for us to spend the night. Let's take the horses and get them fed. When the family went to sleep for the night. The house was still sitting in the middle of the lake. When they woke in the morning, they found that the ice had broken. The family was able to retrieve most of their possessions, but the heavier items had to be left behind. Over the years, scuba divers have reported that parts of the house and the heavier possessions are still intact. Visitors have reported hearing piano music coming from every direction. <laughs> Yeah, an old piano in the house is still heard to this day, though nobody knows who's playing it. Maybe you'll be able to hear it if you happen to be near. <laughs> now, there's an unusual resident in East Haddam that people want to exile, and I want to tell you about. Just don't get caught up in the music. <laughs> You know, before you met me, I used to ride a chopper. You mean you used to ride a lawnmower? <laughs> like I said, I used to ride a chopper. <laughs> Poorly, but you rode one, I guess. Admit it. You digged me on my chopper. Oh yes, and it was such a shame you had to sell it. Well, we both got jobs closer to the city. And it just made sense to sell the country house. I think our quiet weekend just went out of the picture. Well, we could always take a walk in the woods. You just want to get me alone, don't you? 
I promise I'll leave the shovel behind. And the rope? <laughs> Fine, and the rope. But I'm taking the lie. <laughs> it's no wonder you don't have many friends. Yet, somehow, you still married me. I only married you for the insurance money. Oh, <laughs> darn it. You know, I knew I was supposed to mail something. <laughs> what would you do without me? I'd probably live in peace. <laughs> do you think other couples laugh as much as we do? <laughs> oh, I doubt it. Unless they're looking through our windows. <laughs> That reminds me, we need to get some new blinds for the living room. Why do we need new ones? I just want to get new ones. That's not a reason. I'm just tired of the old ones. Okay, so if I'm tired of something, I can just go get a new one. Why not? Um, uh, well, you know, I think we need to get a new television. You just got one last year. I know, but I want to get a new one. What for? I'm tired of the old one. <laughs> You're silly. That's why you married me. Well, that and other reasons, too. I know my... Why don't we start checking out these woods here, sir? I suppose we could do that. <laughs> Gives us a chance to talk in peace. Aw, oh, I thought we came out of here to enjoy nature. We can do that and still talk. You are the most talkative ex-girlfriend I've ever had. I told you I don't like it when you call me that. Okay, okay, I'm sorry, babe. I promise I'll stop calling you my ex-girlfriend. Thank you. Now which way should we go? Uh, hmm. Let's take this trail. It says it has a waterfall. You just want to get me wet, don't you? <laughs> um, yeah, the thought had crossed my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I hope we get to go through some covered bridges along the way. Why? It's not supposed to rain. I just want to kiss you in a covered bridge. Oh, I love you. You better. Okay, well, I think I got everything we need in the backpacks. Let's go, then. Alright, we're off to find us a bridge. Did you hear that Stephanie got a new man? Nope. I hope he's better than her last man, though. Scott wasn't that bad. I mean, he, he didn't have a job, lived with his parents, he's a drunk. Yeah, not that bad at all. Not everyone can be lucky like me. I was the lucky one. You really think so? I know so. I love you too. <laughs> How you doing back there? Oh, just admiring the view. Frank, when are we going to see this waterfall? I don't know. Uh, I don't have a map. You didn't bring a map? So we could just be walking around in circles? We are not walking in circles. How do you know? Because I know. I haven't seen that tree before. 
So funny, man. Where are we? Somewhere where it just doesn't feel quite right. What do you mean doesn't feel right? Something just feels off about this place. Maybe you're just hungry. I am hungry, but it's something else. Let's just keep moving. I think there's a sign up ahead. Yeah, all right. But keep your eyes open. Come on, scaredy cat. I never said I was scared. Boo. <laughs> Remember, I'm faster than you. What, you would leave me behind? No. I would protect my queen the best I could. Good. Because I would run. <laughs> what does the sign say? Waterfall ahead. See, I knew we were going in the right direction. I was the one in front. You were just following me. Staring at my butt the whole time. You knew? Of course I knew. Why do you think I kept shaking it for you? <laughs> I thought you had an itch or something. Men are just clueless sometimes. Men are clueless? Oh, how about when women say one thing Frank, and... do you see a man on top of the waterfall playing fiddle? Sue! Oh, Sue! Sue, that, that's no man! Oh, that's the devil! What are you talking about? We need to leave, now! But Frank, I want to enjoy his lovely song. Susan, we're leaving now! But the music is so intoxicating. The hop yard is steeped in natural beauty. From the picturesque forest to the Eight Mile River, and of course the waterfall. Legend has it that the Prince of Darkness himself has been sitting atop a boulder near the top of the falls, playing a fiddle while his minions stirred brews in the naturally formed cauldron at the bottom of the falls. People have heard demonic voices and laughing, <laughs> while other people have seen spirits and orbs floating through the forest. Only the brave or <laughs> foolish follow the allure of the forest and those lights. Our final stop on this journey will be at a river named after the state. Uh, <laughs> or the state was named after the river. <laughs> Either way, please remain comfortable. <laughs> uh. How are we doing at this stage? We're behind our itinerary. You need to pick it up a grandized. I will try to row exceptional for you, sir. Silas, you're doing exquisitely. The last stop is what postponed us. Still, I will row more appropriately to meet our deadlines. Thank you, Silas. Sir, did you hear that splash? I've heard stories- I've navigated these waters for years, Silas. Respect the water, but there's nothing out here to fear. Understood, sir. I shall stay the course. You see, Silas, without the water, there would be no life. We should respect every drop of water, whether it falls from the sky or from an eye. I, I see, sir. I shall respect all water. I must go down to the seas again, to 
to the lonely sea in the sky. And all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. And the wheels kick and the wind song and the white sails shaking. And a gray mist on the sea's face and a gray dawn breaking. I must go down to the seas again for the call of the running tide. Is a wild call and a clear call that may not be denied. And all I ask is a windy day with the white clouds flying. In the flung spray and the blown spoon and the seagulls crying. I must go down to the seas again, to the vagrant gypsy life. To the gull's way and the whale's way, where the wind's like a wetted knife. And all I ask is a merry yarn from laughing fellow rover. And quiet sleep and a sweet dream when the long trick's over. You miss it, don't you, sir? A seaman will always miss the sea to the day that the grave takes him. I hope one day I will have the adventures you have had. You will. When I get back to Fenwick, I shall put in a word with the harbor master there. Thank you, sir. It would be an honor to sail the seas in your name. I hope that it will bring honor to your name, and that you'll be able to start a family once you return. What about you, sir? Who would take care of your needs? I'll buy another. Oh, what in the name of our great lord is that? Sir, I believe we've struck something. What, pray tell, did we strike? I don't know, sir. I don't see anything. Silas, we must warn the people about this. All the stories must be true. On our way, sir. We're close to our destination. The Connecticut River Valley folklore abounds with strange and mystical creatures. Snakes, a black fox, a spirit, Gloacus, and an alligator lurking in Bashan Lake. Oh, and a pterodactyl soaring over Glastonbury. All of these stories have nothing on the sea serpent that resides in the river. The creature is said to be over a hundred feet long, with eyes the size of dinner plates. Many stories have been told about the serpent, and they continue to be told today. (laughs) These stories about this extreme beast have been told for close to 150 years. Do you believe in these tales? No, my opinion is not important. Anyway, I'm finished here. I hope to see you soon. Maybe in Addy Sea or somewhere else, perhaps. But we will meet again. (laughs) Ha 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 